Welcome to the Help for Wounded Spirits. This podcast exists to reach those wounded and suffering through life's trials. And now your hosts, Dr. Doug Carriger and Mrs. Stephanie Wesco. with you folks on this 244th podcast. With me as always is my friend and co-host Stephanie Wesco. And Stephanie, what's going on this morning? Well, good morning, Doug. Um, I'm, I'm honestly dealing with um, a short amount of sleep on board. So yeah. we'll see how all this turns out, but I'm doing pretty well. Sleep all deprivation is real on this podcast this morning. We uh, <laughs> We were in a church last night in Asheboro, North Carolina, hung around, talked to everybody, spoke with everybody, got out late, and uh, great church, Eastside Baptist Church, but anyway, got out late, worked our way back down the highway, and uh, got in a little bit after 11 by the time I hit my recliner, uh, man, it was three uh, before I got upstairs, but anyway, um, so catch us up with the family, old Thor, Thor must be six feet tall these days, uh, <laughs> He's a big guy, yeah. you know, he's a puppy in a big dog's body, so. Yeah. And, and I think he needs a girlfriend. I think he needs to start working toward that engagement, the courting, and uh, I don't know. I, I want you podcasters to know out there, you peeps, that I'm in the fight for this. Now, I, hear, I heard a terrible story this morning, and I want to share. I usually don't share terrible stories, but this is important. Uh, so I heard the story of a preacher who died on a horse yesterday. And uh, what happened is he went to this horse and the guy who owned the horse told him, now remember this horse is a Christian horse and uh, it follows commands. And so if you say, praise the Lord, it takes off running. If you say, amen, it stops. And uh, so he takes off running and sure enough, we go, praise the Lord, praise the Lord. The horse kept running faster and he came right to the edge of this cliff. And he goes, amen. And he stops right at the edge of the cliff. And then the preacher says, praise the Lord. So I don't know. <laughs> I've heard that before. <laughs> yeah, so you got to watch those praise the Lords when you're getting ready to take off on a horse. So, And then the kids, I, I guess the kids are all doing well in school. Um, they are, yes. And, yes, Caleb reminded me this morning that I did not keep my promise to him to take him out for a treat when he finished kindergarten. And now that he is, you know, well on his way to being finished with first grade, he is not happy about the fact that mom did not keep her promise. And uh, after he brought that up, Samuel's like, yeah, and you told me you were going to take me out when I finished first grade. I'm like, okay, I don't remember that. But it's according not true. to Sam, yeah. who is very smart. Yeah. So yeah. currently on my agenda for today is taking Sam and Caleb after we're done with podcasts. Wow. Out, I think we're gonna go to Culver's for those five dollar kids meals, you know. Yeah. So they're and always I good. Promise I will not eat a I, meal. I'm not judging your eating. I'll sit there uh, and enjoy them. I'm not um, judging your eating. I ate well this weekend, and and uh, but you know we came out of 48 Psalm 48, and there was a lot going on in 48. We were, uh, 
you know, as, as we came through, we talked about, uh, in my mind, I think the things that we really covered is we're covering victories and, and God in the city. And we, we talked about those things and then God's enemies and then our, our future with God. We really went around the bend with Psalm 48 and then we get to Psalm 49 and it's just so rich. It's so full. And, you know, as we're working with folks who are uh, dealing with these types of PTSD things and hurting hearts and those types of things. And, and let me just a quick plug. So uh, I believe it's February 1st to February 5th at Southland Christian Camp. Uh, we will be having a victorious ladies retreat and uh, for PTSD people. So make sure you get a hold of us soon. We want you to come out to Southland Christian Camp. So we want you to be part of that. But now here we are in Psalm number 49, and there's a lot going on. So we're electing to stop at verse number 12 and, and just talk about those first 12 verses. There's so much God has for us today, so much to do. It says, hear this, all ye people, give ear, all ye inhabitants of the world, both low and high, rich and poor together. My mouth shall speak of wisdom, and the meditation of my heart shall be of of understanding. I'm sorry. I will incline mine ear to the parable. I will open my dark saying unto upon the harp. Wherefore I should fear in the days of evil, when the inequity of my heels shall compass me about. They that trust in wealth and boast themselves in the multitude of their riches. None of them can be any means redeem his brother, nor give God a ransom for him. For the redemption of their soul is precious and ceaseth forever. That he should still live forever and not see corruption. For he see that wise men die, likewise the fool and the brutish person perish. And I and leave their wealth to others. Their inward thought is that their houses shall continue forever and that their dwelling places to all generations that call their lands after their own names. Nevertheless, man being in honor abideth not. He is like the beast that perished. So there's a lot going on, Stephanie. Immediately, I think David's trying to lump together that the rich, the poor, the, the well-off, the bad-off, the, the everything still got to deal with God. And uh, I think sometimes, you know, men with money boast. I think sometimes a lot of people brag and boast and things like that. And I think David's come to that place where people are boasting and, and he's making sense that, hey, it doesn't matter what we have. You know, whatever we have on this earth, if God decides to take us home, he could take us home tomorrow and we can't take all that money and we can't take all that wealth with us. I mean, what are you seeing as we came through that song? Yeah, I think it's powerful. In some ways, this feels more like a proverb than a psalm. Yeah. Um, and you see a little glimpse of, of Solomon in this, um, or what, you know, that wisdom that obviously David had had an impact on Solomon's life when Solomon wrote the psalms. <coughs> but yeah, it's it's like David is is giving a call out to every realm of people you know he talks about the low the high the rich the poor in other words those who maybe um when i think of low and high i think of people that would be lower class as far as maybe income um status um which we know before the cross everyone's equal there is no such thing um but he's putting things in in how we do here on earth with the rich and the poor the low and the high as far as their um 
maybe their monetary status, um, their their middle, you know, high class versus low class, maybe form of living, uh, maybe where they were in regards to being a servant versus uh, someone in an authority position. And he's saying it doesn't matter where you are in life, if you're trusting in anything but Jehovah God. You're in the wrong place. Trust is in the wrong place. If you're putting your confidence, um, if you're putting your salvation, if I can put it in our terms today, if you're putting your hope for salvation in anything but God alone, if you're putting your hope for redemption in anything else, it's worthless. And I think that's the bottom line of what I see here. And he's saying, um, in verse three, he says, my mouth shall speak of wisdom and the meditation of my heart shall be of understanding. And there's something that stands out to me there in terms of, you know, David was, we look at him as this person none of us could ever, could ever be anything like David. And yet David was a man who dealt with PTSD. David was a man who dealt with a lot of ups and downs in his own life. Yeah. But because, as Psalm 119 talks about, because he had made God's word a lamp into his feet and a light into his path, because he had chosen to be a man after God's own heart. In other words, he had made his focus knowing God from the time he was a youth. His mouth could speak of wisdom and the meditation of his heart was full of understanding. And that challenges me. You know, God has us here in... Um, in a time when there are people searching for wisdom, there are people searching for what is truth, what is what is the way um, I could walk in that would be filled with hope and with joy and with peace. And I'm challenged from verse two, when people when people hear me speak, do they hear wisdom? Is it is it obvious that the meditation of my heart is full of understanding because I'm walking with God? And that's a challenge, I think, to each one of us as believers, that that should be what is reflected um, in us the same way it was in David. Yeah. That when people come to us and ask us a reason of the hope that is in us, our mouth is ready to speak with wisdom and our heart is full of understanding and knowledge because we have been meditating in the law of God. His word is in our heart. Um, we're spending time with him. And that's just a challenge to me. I get out of verse two. Yeah, no, and I think there's, I think that's exactly right. And I think as, if you know, if you go back and you look at those three verses, all of a sudden, bang, hear this, all you people. I, I want all the inhabitants of the earth, so of the world. He's talking about, I want everybody to hear this and understand this because like 2021, uh, it was much like that. You had the braggers, you had the people with the money. There's a false sense of security when you have a, a closet full of gold or a bank account filled with money, there's this false sense of security that people get. And, uh, you know, what was it? Queen Victoria that uh, uh, was dying. She was on her last day and barely could breathe all that. She said, I'd give everything I have for one more day. But you can't. You can't give everything you have. So we need to fill that dash up right now. We need to fill that born uh, this day, die this day. And we need to fill that dash filled with stuff for God. And he says, both low and rich, uh, both low and high, rich and poor together. My mouth shall speak of wisdom and the meditation of my heart shall be of understanding. And, 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 you know, I think we get this wrong sometimes, even today. I know this is pretty straightforward, 
But I think as we listen to this psalm today and we go through this devotion, sometimes we get this wrong. We say, well, if I can afford better doctors, if I can do this, if I, you know, if I can afford better gyms, if I can live a different life, if I could do those things differently, well, well, God's word is clear. Uh, we're all going to die. For the wages of sin is death. We're all going to die. We know not the hour that we're going to die because sin has entered into this world. So we need to stop boasting. We need to stop trying to get well, to get better. We need to we need to continue being with God and trusting his plan. And Acts 17, the before and after times of our habitation is decided by him. So, so on this day, we need to stop and say, we don't need the wealth. We don't need this. All we need is the most wealth any man or woman can ever get, and that's the salvation of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. That's where our needs end. You know, there's wants. Do I want money? Sure. Uh, but you know what? I, I'm i taken care of. And uh, we all want more money. We all want to pay off a house or get a bigger house. We all want that. But what God gives us is worth so much more than the things of this world. And, and, and look here at number four, verse number four here in Psalm 49. I will incline my ear to the parable. Parable. I will open my dark sand upon the harp. Wherefore should I fear in the days of, days of evil when inequity of my heels shall compass me about? They that trust in wealth and boast themselves in the multitude of riches, none of them by any means redeem his brother. So there's no amount of money like in Queen Victoria. We can't pay for somebody to live. You know, we, we, we don't live that life, Stephanie. We can't outpay, uh, outdo, bring things to God. It's not going to happen. And uh, I think this, you know, this practical, significant thing right here is to put God. I think this psalm, the beginning of this psalm, those first 12 verses, helps to put me back in the position I need to be in with all my heart, all my soul, loving God. And with all of that, my mind, with all of that, uh, trusting in him uh, for mm -hmm. what he's going to do. I think that's there. I mean, what do you think? Is David reaching out to a certain group of people? I think he's reaching out to everyone. Well, he says all the inhabitants of the world, and that's to be our, our burden is to reach out with the answer of salvation, the answer of hope <laughs> to all the inhabitants of the world. And I think I see here too is, you know, verse seven screams at the, at the false teaching that you can earn your own salvation. You can pay for it yourself. You can do enough because David very clearly says, none of them can by any means redeem his brother. You know, you can't, you can't help get someone else out of hell. You can't help someone you love, they, it, it, every person has to make that choice to depend on Jesus Christ themselves for salvation. But then he also says, nor give to God a ransom for him. We can't give God enough to yeah. pay the price that it cost for our salvation. Jesus Christ alone paid that penalty. He alone paid that ransom. And I think of the song that says, Jesus paid it all, yeah. all him I owe. Yeah. And because Christ is the one who paid the ransom, because he was willing to give his own life, to give everything of himself for me, 
it is only reasonable, as Romans 12 says, that I give myself to him as a living sacrifice, holy, and um, that I be willing to be transformed into him, his image, and be all that he wants me to be. And um, I think it's beautiful in verse 9, he says that he should still live forever and not see corruption. Verse 8, he says, the redemption of their soul is precious. And, you know, the redemption of our soul was so precious to God that he was willing to sacrifice his own son. Yeah. And I think when you when you read through and you meditate on this and almost the prophetic nature of it, it, it really it should bring us as God's people to a point of bowing the knee, yeah. of humbling ourselves and saying, God, you love me this much. You were willing to do this for me. What what do you want me to do? Yeah. Um, I think it should bring us to that point of broken humility before him, realizing that we are absolutely nothing. If you, if you get nothing else from this, David's saying by ourselves, we are absolutely dirt. We are absolutely worth nothing without Jesus Christ. Yeah. And that makes us worth. And that's the most practical piece of today is once again, we're reminded that in him, through him, in him, all we do, all we get is because of what Christ gives to us. And, uh, and, and I think, I think you just nailed that pretty well, Stephanie. And I, you know, and you see in verse 10, for he seeth the wise men die. Likewise, the fool and the brutish person perish, leave their wealth to others. Their inward thought is that their houses shall continue forever and that their dwelling places to all generations. They call their hands after their own names. Nevertheless, man, being in honor, abideth not. He is like the beast that perish. So I, I guess, you know, this is kind of a depressing psalm because it's talking about, hey, I don't care how much money you have. I don't, I don't care your connections. I don't care if you're a medical doctor. I don't care what you are. You can't add anything to your life. You can't add one cubic to your height. You can't be adorned as well uh, as the birds. You can't, you can't go through these different things the Bible teaches us. And here we are, and, and you know, we're, we're looking at this. And so today, so the sense of this coming out of this devotion is, well, a couple things came out that are real pertinent. Never buy a Christian horse that responds to praise the Lord when you're on the edge of a cliff. But most importantly here is... Uh, Trust in God for all these things. So today, if you're trying to get a hold of somebody who knows more, trying to read something on the computer, that's okay if all that comes after you go to the Lord. That's okay if the Lord leads you in that direction. But our beginning of every day needs to start with the Lord. Our end of every day needs to finish with the Lord. And, and that's how we find our ministry. That's how we find where we're going. That's how we are able to adapt folks to what, what's needed from us today. And what's needed from us today is to realize that everything good, everything great, every present, everything of any value comes from the Lord. And uh, I mean, how would you wrap that up, Stephanie, and say that, uh, man, we need to help these people who are listening to us. And how do we make it so practical that when we walk away from this podcast, what are the steps? What do we do to make sure that our priorities are in the right place and that we're seeking from the Lord? Well, I think of Psalm 51, which we're, we'll be coming up on here shortly, where David came before God and said, create in me a clean heart, O God and renew a right spirit within me. And I think there's that coming broken before the Lord and realizing that our pride 
is an abomination to God. God literally lists it multiple times as something he hates, something that is an abomination to him. And begging God to wash our hearts. Our hearts are deceitful above all things and desperately wicked. And as God's people, the first step to being returned to what normal is supposed to be as a Christian where we are consumed with him is coming to him and saying, create in me a clean heart, restore unto me the joy of thy salvation, not joy in our stuff, not joy in money, not joy in prestige or in having a good image, but joy in thy salvation. And when our joy is in his, in his salvation, what he has done for us, Doug, all these other parts of walking with him, it becomes a domino effect where we want to know him more, where we want to talk to him, where we want to spend time in his word, where it's not a forced duty. It comes out of a heart of love and joy for him. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I, I really like that. And I think we got to remember that we cannot save ourselves, that yes. to every man comes the grave, to every woman comes the grave. Uh, but what we can do is we can live on his prosperity, live on, you know, God doesn't judge our circumstances either. Uh, with what our walk with God should be. Well, mm-hmm. I don't feel great this week or I don't, you know, I'm going through this at work this week or whatever the case may be. We've all mm-hmm. said it, you know, we've all been there, but that doesn't judge our circumstance and requirement to be studying Psalms right now and to be going through this devotion and to be reading your Bible and to be catching up on your annual reading. I know Stephanie put the January Bible reading out there uh, soon she'll pop February out there. I mean, you can keep up with this and go right along with us and learn from God's word. And uh, I think the psalmist here, you know, we got to understand another thing. The psalmist is rich. David is rich. So as he talks about money and wealth and buying salvation or buying more life or doing those types of things, uh, David's a king, or, or at least in this part was a king. I think he's still a king here in Book of Psalms. He's got lots of gold, lots of money, lots of uh, uh, adorning people who want to be all over him to talk to him and care for him. And, and he's the one, and this is how God inspires his word. He, he sends us back there to look for uh, and to see that, hey, this guy's saying, I've got a lot, but I can't buy an extra day. Like Queen Victoria, not one more day. All my wealth, one more day. She didn't get it. And yeah. uh, the good news is we pass from death unto life when we accept Jesus Christ. And now, Stephanie, when, we, when we're wrapping this up, do you have the right song this morning? Uh, what, are we thinking, what are we thinking about money and wealth and all those things? What song comes to mind uh, as we do this? Well, Doug, I sort of went rogue on you from the song you had suggested. Oh, you always started. Do. Yeah. But um, I went with Jesus Paid It All. Okay. All um, right. Because I think that's what the essence is here of realizing that God gives us our ransom. Yeah. Um, there's nothing we can do about yeah. that. That was my that was my computer. I have everything on Do Not Disturb, and it's still yeah, yeah. doing its own You got to close your email so. app. Yeah, I get that. I'm sorry. That's all right. So, Why don't you sing that song for us? And maybe that ding will come through. And it'll be like a handbell to help you. That's right. There you go. That's all right. right. It'll, it'll be part of the music. 
I hear the Savior say, Thy strength indeed is small. Child of weakness, watch and pray. Find in me thine all in all. Jesus paid it all, all to him I owe. Sin had left a crimson stain, he washed it white as snow. Wow, that's a great song. Jesus did pay it all. Uh, any boast and any bragging belongs to him. Folks, we hope you're having a great day out there. Make sure you listen to what Eric has for you right here. Thank you. Thank you for listening to our podcast today. It is very important to all of us at Help for Wounded Spirits that you know your Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. The Bible is very clear with a simple salvation message. You can know today. First, you're a sinner, for all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Second, there's a price on sin, for the wages of sin is death. Third, Jesus paid that price for you, but God commendeth his love toward us in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Lastly, you must speak it with your mouth and believe it with your heart, that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, and shalt believe in thine heart that God hath raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made known unto salvation. Simply ask the Lord to save you in Jesus' name while believing in your heart, and he will. Please contact us if we can help you in any way. God bless you. Doug and Stephanie, thank you for listening today. We hope this podcast has been a blessing in your life. For helpful resources, more information, or to donate to help this vital ministry visit us at woundedspirits.com.